queens take over here for changing the game. All female ass kickers giving lumps to you lames. Carolina boss lady giving orders cause she run it like a freaking assassin. You won't even see it coming. Got the Texas sports queen repping Houston for days. She's the voice of freaking reason. Keep you stupid at bay. And lastly, it's the Jester Delaware is a home. Talking crap to Jolie, your brains might get blown. And you know Kat and Kayla both the rep in the South. So you ever disrespect, you might get smacked in the mouth. Three women, one vision, podcast with a mission. Leaving haters so pissed, they be stumbling and tripping. Trust me when I tell you, you don't want that smoke. All female trio will make you lose that hope. It's time, so turn it up, let's get ready to go. It's the Queen's Takeover, ladies, start that show. We are recording this on December 26th. Hope everyone had a very Merry Christmas and happy Boxing Day to our friends overseas. We got day one predictions. We're counting that we're going over our best of 2021 with like best female wrestler, best male wrestler, um, all that. But I do got to take care of a dipshit first. Um, These people online who are so-called journalists or I should say professional bullshitters, um, especially in the name one by the name of Brad Shepard. Today, unfortunately, being the one year passing of Brody Lee, people have been going online doing like remembrances, pictures, and stuff like that. This one guy put a very wonderful painting up of Brody Lee. And then in comes Brad Shepard being a douchebag and tweets out, and I quote, Ask an AEW fan, is this a portrait of wrestling Jesus or an overrated mid-card wrestler who tragically died young? John's death was sad. Personally, I feel for his family. Professionally, he's being put on a pedestal by AEW fans that doesn't match his success in wrestling. Excuse me? Yeah, exactly. It's like going, people are still grieving from all promotions, all promotions, his family, his friends, all over the world. They're still grieving for this man. He had he left such a huge impact in the wrestling world. And you want to put this bullshit online? Hell, even Sean Spears had to like got on his ass a little bit. But I'm actually, see, I'm the act- thing is, no, I'm just saying. Ahead, okay. No, I'm just saying the thing. Um, it's just really hard because not that his death was in December. Yesterday was Christmas, and today is his birthday. If he was still alive. And it's just, I mean, it's a situation that you don't need to joke about or anything because, yeah, it happened a year ago last year, but we're still going to grieve over it. It was a, um, you got two of his great friends till this day, maybe three if you uh, include um, Braun, a, um, Braun Strowman, that are still grieving about it. You just can't, you know, just throw some kind of bullshit like that and just expect everything to be okay for everyone to give up because, I'm pretty sure if a family member or somebody close to him passed away, he would not tolerate somebody else talking trash like that. I'm sorry. I mean, we still grieve over Dusty Rhodes and, you know, everyone else that has passed away. It's not going to go away because they were people that we grew up watching wrestling. Yeah, Brody died. You know, John died at a young young age. And I hate for it for them, but, you know, we're still going to grieve like 20 years down the line. We're going to sit back and say, man, can you imagine 
you know, it's the moment that we don't get to see him induct into the Hall of Fame. Yes, he will get into the Hall of Fame at, you know, certain points because probably by, you know, later down the line, I can see AEW putting their own. And, you know, I'm pretty sure WWE is going to put him in, you know, in there at some point. But it's just, right. it's it's something you don't get over. And he little his little comments and stuff doesn't work because I would like to call him out and say, excuse me, next time a family member of yours dies, I want you to give up. I want you to get over it just a year later. I want you to get over it. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, yeah, come, come talk to me, motherfucker. My mom, my, my mom died almost 10 years ago. And it's like, you never get over it. Like yeah. It's still hard for you, Kat. I know it is oh. for you every year. So exactly. All right, Jester, let it loose. Brad, I'm a cunt bag shepherd. You have been attacking everybody and anybody just for clout because your penis is so small you need the Hubble telescope to see it. John Huber, aka Brody Lee, aka Luke Harper, is not a mid card. He was a lower top card. He, in my opinion, he's definitely higher than Cody Rhodes. And, um, you know, we all know that Cody Rhodes is a glorified mid-carter. I don't care what they do for the man. He will always be a mid-carter. He will never be his dad. Hell, even Dustin will never be Dusty. Mm -hmm. We still grieve Eddie Guerrero. We still grieve China and Nancy Benoit. We still grieve Mean Gene Okerlund. Bobby the Brain Heenan. So it doesn't matter when they died, how long ago, to openly attack somebody's artwork who put time and effort into honoring Brody's memory. Dude, you are you are lower than Meltzer. And that's hard to do. So the minute I find out that something bad has happened to you, I'm not going to say a death because I don't wish that karma on anybody, but just something bad. I will send you a tweet that says, just get over it because I have no fucks to give anymore because for people like you, you Meltzer and Alvarez, JD storm or uh, DJ storm and JD New York can all walk off a short pier at high tide with leg weights on your ankles and try to swim. Because you're scum, you'll always be scum, and all you do is create toxicity within the wrestling community and create toxicity towards legit people like Bubba C.W., uh, a wonderful Irish woman who gets teased all the time by you fuck nuts. Um, you know, you guys come after heel Balor, you guys have come after Steffi Hypes, you guys have come after a lot of the good ones because they combat what you do by promoting positivity and support within the internet wrestling community because we need more positive people amongst this this very highly toxic fan base which you all feed in and troll. I am not an AEW fan, I'm a WWE fan. But I still honored using Brody. I believe it was a picture of Brody. No, it was Luke Harper. I'm sorry. I did use Luke Harper. Mm -hmm. But I did use his It's Sunday. You know what that means. As my tweet to honor him. Because 
I got to see him wrestle at Access 35 for the last time at Worlds Collide in a WWE ring. So that's special to me. I mean, I did get to see him at the WrestleMania. I think he was, yeah, he was in the WrestleMania 35 Battle Royal, but I got to see him also at Access. I forget who he wrestled, but I just remember that. So Brody gets all the love from every every fan around the world. And Brad, you know what? No, I don't wish anything bad to happen to you. I hope you run into Big E. That's all I want you to do. Mm-hmm. And then, then I will say, get over it after he rips you into asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would like to um, actually commend AEW for this past Wednesday for actually kicking out somebody that had a transphobic sign. Amen to that. I thought that was bullshit. However, how fucking ever, can you please start doing better in your message boards? Like on Jericho's page, I know you have moderators that can block and delete people. And on the AEW page, I know you have moderators on Facebook and on Twitter. You guys, just because you took one sign down does not mean you're fighting what has me absolutely disgusted with your programming. Um, And also, you know, yes, while you are promoting Nyla Rose, wear Sunny Kiss. Get him on the main show, please, or put him on Rampage. Get him that, get him to beat Cody for that title because you want to be all about inclusiveness. Well, please do. There you go. And that is all I'm going to say about AEW. And uh, to touch something about Brody um, in his honor, as long as I am writing the AEW Dynamite review, I always started out as, it's Wednesday. You know what that means. (laughs) So that's something I'm going to attribute to him every time. And people that are listeners, I do apologize if I sound horrible on connection. I'm at my grandmother's and I'm standing outside. So every noise is picking up outside. <laughs> also, if I sound horrible, it's because I was working the Philadelphia Eagles New York Giants game at home. And while the first half sucked donkey dick, the second half was a completely different game. But you also have to understand one thing. The staff and the players of that stadium literally had four days to turn around. And that's excluding Christmas and Christmas Eve of doing stuff with their families. Yeah. So it, it's, that... it's, it's been a rough week for the Philadelphia <laughs> uh, Lincoln Financial Field staff um, and the, the players. I mean, I'm giving props to the Redskins, too, even though they're getting their asses kicked as of 9-12. But, yeah, no, like, for anybody that had to play a short week – Props to you, to everybody that worked in the stadiums that had to do quick turnaround because it's not easy. You know, people think that all we do is stand there and look pretty. No, I got called sir at least 30 times today by the same person. Uh, mm, okay. <laughs> uh, every time you went up to get a beer. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Same shit. I mean, I know I'm wearing double masks and I have a hat on and I'm, I'm frumpy, but, you know, if you look closer to the picture on my badge, 
he can see my face in the feminine. Anyway, let's get the day one prediction, shall we? Yeah, enough of, enough douchebag talks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, apparently, the six matches are set. From what I read today, there might be an issue with a couple of them. Because yeah, I saw that. So what? So what we're going to do is we're going to predict the matches as as they are set right now. Um, they might change because of the availability of some people, but we shall see. Well, can I talk about that real quick? I think there there might be a reason why they had the champions not do house shows this weekend. Like Biggie, Roman, and Becky. I think Bianca wasn't doing any either. I'm not sure. No, no, well, it wasn't. What I, it, it's what? like Seth, Becky, Bianca, Biggie were not backstage at MSG. Well, and I will say this. They are the ones that are Minus Bianca running day one. Yeah. Roman has leukemia and he's in remission, but he's always going to be constantly. So with cases rising, they're probably going to do everything they can to keep him healthy. Becky and Seth have a newborn. They're almost a year old, but still. Um, Bianca. Again, you want to keep her healthy because she is Bianca. And Biggie could have also needed time. Um, maybe he was spending time with, we don't know what Biggie was doing. I'm not going to speculate, but, you know, he could have just been taking a day off because of John. Yeah. The only, the only one who I have a true speculation about is Seth uh, because of what he tweeted out also. What do you tweet out besides football said, rocks? No, he said, Merry COVID Christmas and I love football. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So that's why I was like saying th- there might be a change. That's not good. No, that's not good at all. Well, that still doesn't change what I think is going to win the championship. So that's fine. All right, let's go. All right. I'll give you, I'll give you all the easy one to start off. Um, even though he put up quite a showing on Friday night and everything, Drew McIntyre and Matt Cat Moss. <laughs> Kayla? First of all, I want to say Madcap and Happy Corbin. This whole gimmick is kind of stupid, if you ask me. Um, I'm not too fond of either one of them. Um, so I'm going Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre just needs a smack madcap across the face with a quite few claymores. So Scottish psychopath, Scottish warrior is coming strong with his sword to the ring. Or no, wait, maybe, wait, might still be stuck in Pierce's desk. We haven't really seen it. So I don't know. But, no, it's out. It's out. It's out. Uh, so, okay. It's out. Okay. Um, but yeah, Drew McIntyre, cause somebody needs us kick the, taste out of his mouth i can't believe they said that the sword's actually five feet long because i'm five two i think it was pretty long when i saw it and i was just like i'm looking at it that is a long sword scottish claymores are actually well any type of claymore is actually a very long sword um they're two-handed weapons that were basically used like by the knights and uh the heavy infantry uh, medieval times 
Um, yeah, but they're fucking huge. I've actually wanted to get uh, the Highlander one. Okay. For the long ass time, but um, no, they're they're fucking huge. They're like, beautiful. Some of them are like beautifully crafted. And yes, I'm that type of nerd too. So fuck off. Um, but yeah, no. <laughs> And, and the swords are actually called claymores. Besides, okay. like the kick, it's actually a claymore is a, a sword. Okay. Alrighty. All right. And what? Why you yapping? Uh, what? What's your prediction? Well, after the Bukaki fest that happened to Corbin and Mad Cat, uh, which made me laugh because it reminded me of the dog food situation. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going with uh, Drew to continually to beat the fuck out of those two knuckleheads and just get them off my TV. I'm so sick of the dad jokes. I really am. I have to deal with that at at the link. I don't want to deal with it on TV every Thursday or Friday. Yeah. It's like, Drew, please take care of business and yeah, yeah, please. And Corbin, go go fuck off. Next. (laughs) All right, Edge and Miz. This is getting interesting, especially with Miz and Maurice renewing their vows on Monday. Oh, we all know how that's going to go. <laughs> I have a feeling that a certain person might make herself known. That I have a feeling after this is not this is not going to end it with these two uh, after day one and everything. This might go to Rumble, a mixed match at a Rumble and everything. But Jolie, Jolie, how do you see this playing out? Um, well, as much as like I would love Edge to win, I think Mar- Maurice is going to get involved and cost Edge the match, which will, like you said, lead to Rumble with the mixed mag tag. Um, which you know would be awesome to see uh, Maurice and Beth back in the ring together because you know that they had did they ever wrestle? I can't remember, but I just know both of them were fantastic in ring, and I miss Beth in ring. Yeah. Um. So you know, it'd be nice just for her, even if it's just one night. We get her back in the ring, and maybe one day it'll lead us to the one match that we've all been clamoring for. <laughs> we'll see. The the weirdest dressed people in America and the <laughs> country dressed people of America, like I still want to. Why? When you thought you put on a suit that looked like that, Seth, what the fuck were you thinking? There's a gay blind man somewhere in Southern California going, Jesus Christ, what the fuck is that? I think last Monday was his worst suit ever with the yellow plaid and everything. Um, and yeah, but I did love watching him and Kevin team up it, because they have <laughs> no they've got such like Kevin said it they've got like what 15 years history yeah. so it's actually a very cool and I kind of hope that Kevin's one wish comes true and it's something that I've been wanting for a long time uh, Kevin and Sammy winning the tag titles ah they have to get on the same show I think they will I think if if Sammy signs a new contract. They'll they'll probably put them on the same show, and then 
we will we will finally get the tag titles on the two of them. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Kayla, how's this coming? How's a uh, Miz and Edge coming out? Unfortunately, like I said, um, I've seen Maurice smack, uh, smack Edge way too many times. Um, I'm actually going to agree with Julie on this one. Uh, Maurice is going to somehow distract Edge and get involved. Um, if not necessarily get involved on Monday Night Raw tomorrow, a Miss Glamazon at some point, either at day one or on Monday Night Raw, is going to get involved. And we will get our Miz and Maurice versus Edge and Beth. Um, so I love both of them. Um, but unfortunately, I'm, I'm going to say I think the Miz is going to get the win at day one just to continue this little feud because it's quite interesting right now. Yeah. Oof. Well, it's like I say, either Edge wins via DQ or it's like Miz sneaks one away one. But like I said, this one ain't over with by a long shot, so I'll just leave it at that. All right. So, SmackDown, tag team titles. Usos versus the New Day. As much as I love New Day and everything, they've been winning a whole lot as of late. So I don't actually see it continuing on day one as much as I love them and everything. So I somehow, some way, I think the Oosters are going to end up retaining the titles. But again, that's just me. Kayla? I'm automatically going to say the fans win because, um, no, I'm just saying Usos and the New Day. I mean, I'm pretty sure if you sat down and asked 100 current wrestling WWE fans, who their two favorite tag teams are right now. I'm pretty sure majority of them, even half, maybe more than half, will say Usos a New Day. Right. Um, but um, the fans do win on that. But unfortunately, I love the whole thing going down with New Day. Um, has been awesome. Has been amazing. Um, but unfortunately, um, as I'll be happy either way, whoever comes out. But I believe that uh, Usos are going to and break the record that they currently hold. Yes, the new day uh, Usos have the titles for the longest, and they're probably break their own record, if not already done it. I haven't looked at it lately. <laughs> okay, uh, Jolly. I'm kind of hoping that the New Day wins just to knock down the bloodline of Peg. I've been like kind of sick of their, you know, shenanigans and with them losing Paul Heyman. Um, I just feel that, you know, it might be a good way to just knock them back a peg just to give it seem like there's a little bit more on the rocks. Like, you know, Heyman was doing more than meets the eye mm-hmm. type of thing. But, you know, we'll definitely see what's going to happen with that storyline at day one, which I'm actually quite interested in knowing where it's going. Right. Yeah, because that's going to be like a tell tell of what's going to happen, like going forward and everything. So that'd be interesting. Okay, so next we have, and so far, this is the only women's match uh, 
planned out so far or scheduled. Uh, Becky Lynch defended the Raw Women's Championship against Liv Morgan. Now, Jolie, we know you're a big Becky fan. Uh, is she going to retain or is Liv going to get it done? I think it all depends on... Uh, I mean, Liv right now has Becky 2018 momentum, but I can honestly see Becky retaining. D- d- what's the, is there a stipulation on this match? No. Uh, there needs to be a stipulation. I'm sorry. It's it's the only way. I could see maybe live winning, but not getting the title via DQ, which leads up to a rubber match uh, with a stipulation match because there needs to be a stipulation match. I could see this actually going to Rumble and then maybe at Rumble she'll drop it. But I don't see Becky losing it right now. It all, I think it all depends on, you know, who wins at the Rumble, especially if someone does make their return or, you know, if they just want to throw us a curveball completely out of left field, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But again, like I'm torn because I do love Liv and I do love Becky. Um, I I'm gonna be perfectly honest. I'm tired of Becky right now. I'm. I don't like big time Becks. That's not my Becky. Yeah. I like the Becky we see off camera, with the fans, with you know other people. I just I like that version. I like the real Becky. I like the real Rebecca Quinn. I hate heel Becky. I want her. If she go, if she was a heel and more like the man than this, then I would have no issue because I mean she's a tweener, and I don't mind tweeners. I just, I hate that she's a, like the female version of Seth, and it's annoying, and it's not her. And even though she is right half the time with the, when she calls shit out on the fans. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so, like, again, I'm torn, but I just, I kind of, like I said, I'm torn. I'd be happy either way, all in honesty, like, you know, if Becky retained or if Lib actually won the title, because I think Lib deserves the title, but I don't see Lib holding it long um, if she did win the title. So, yeah. Right. I'm I'm going most likely Becky retains. Okay. Kayla. Um, this one's actually is a hard one to predict. Um, because one, being a you know, like in Becky Lynch, um, and then as far as Liv Morgan, I've always liked her down in NXT. And, you know, so it's just she's one of those ones that, you know, you try to follow throughout their whole career. Mm-hmm. And she definitely deserves to be Raw Women's Champion right now, more than anything. Um, she's, I will still say this, she deserved to win those tag team titles with the Riot Squad. Yeah. You know, but never got that opportunity. So, you know, everything 
doesn't add up the way it should. So um, either way, I would be happy. Either way, I would love to see Liv Morgan win. If she won, I might be uh, crying and jumping for joy because it would be absolutely amazing to see her holding that title. Um, but unfortunately, our big-time bets is probably more than likely will come out at day one as still your wild women's champion. And I do agree with Jolie. Half the time, I love when she calls the fans out because she's right. Mm-hmm. And you can agree with her. So, um, unfortunately, Becky's probably going to retain. But either way, if Becky retains, great. If Liv wins, even more great. So, this is kind of like a match. Like, I'm happy either way. So, yeah, it's like I'm, it's like I'm torn with it as well and everything. So, I'll just go off the wall here. Let's say, because Jolie mentioned it a little bit as well and everything. I say it's probably not going to happen, but Liv wins, but she loses it before Rumble. So I'll just leave it. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> All right. Could back happen. to the blood. Back to the bl- Huh? I said it could happen. Anything could happen. It could happen. WWE. <laughs> I, I think, I think if she did win it, she would lose it at the Rumble to Becky. Yeah. Because I don't see Becky going into the Rumble. <laughs> I don't see, um, I mean, with the rumors saying. Not a champion. That, they, I mean, I, I don't see, I mean, with the rumors saying it could be Sasha that wins this year. Um, yeah, so it's it's just, it's very up in the air. But like I said, like I could see her winning and then at least holding it for a month and maybe even like facing Zelina Vega on a one-on-one because, you know, Zelina has a couple wins on Liv. Yeah, something like that. And, like, Liv does win out or something like that, but yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, if Liv, if Liv wins, I'll be happy, but it's going to be a short reign regardless. And plus, it'll knock Becky down a little bit and make her break out and just kind of, like, uh, shut her up a little bit and bring out a little bit more of her devilish side. Alrighty. All right, let's go back to the bloodline. Oh, how will the story go? Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Universal Championship. How's the story gonna go? Oh, Lord have mercy. Uh, Jolie? As much as I would fucking love Brock Lesnar to beat Roman Reigns. I do not see it happening. Um, unfortunately, I see this whole thing with Paul Heyman as a giant ass ruse. And he, they're tricking Brock into bringing him to the ring and then he's going to backstab Brock and Roman will retain. And then The Rock will come out and lay the smack it down on him. I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of inclined to agree with you, Jester, because it's like a part of me feels like this is a whole setup with like Brock and with like Brock and Paul Heyman and everything. But I gotta see how this plays out. But I'm kind of inclined to agree with you a little bit on this. Yeah, because it just it just doesn't sit right. You, there's no way in hell you're just gonna dump Paul Heyman. How stupid is Roman? For doing that. Like I'm just going to say it. He is. 
when it comes to when you think of the top echelon when it comes to promoters, managers, or we'll just say managers, the top for the Mount Rushmore, Bobby Heenan, Paul Heyman, um, a fabulous, no, no, fuck, uh, sensational Sherry, my bad, and Zelina Vega are the uh-huh. top tier managers of all time, in my opinion. Mount Rushmore? Mount Rushmore managers, yes. Okay. So, like, and promoters, in all honesty, he could outduel. It's Vince, Paul, and Bischoff, because I don't consider Tony Khan as a promoter. I just see him as a fan. I, I don't. I would probably say maybe Crockett out west or mm-hmm. out for, yeah, for NWA when he ran it. But yeah, no, there's only three for the top right now when it comes to promoters. If Tony pulls his head out of his ass and actually does better with AEW, then maybe we'll have some discussion. But it's, it's, I'm sorry, it's Vince Sr., Paul Heyman, and Eric Bischoff. Okay. Fuck you, Vince Jr. <laughs> All right, Kayla. Um, and actually, I'm going to agree with both of you as well. Um, I believe the whole Paul Heyman thing, getting fired by Roman, is a setup only to get into Brock's head. Um, just to think, oh, uh, uh, I'm getting, you know, my, uh, you know, advocate. Sorry, I couldn't think what he called him there for a minute. Um, I'm getting my advocate back. Um, you know, so I think he's, you know, got the upper hand but um because look how many times he tried to mess with Roman saying why don't you just ask my advocate so I think this is just a setup if it's not I'm surprised but unfortunately after day one we will still be acknowledging him as your tribal chief your head of the table your universal champion Mr. Roman Reigns okay all right Side note, real side note, real quick before we get to the last match. Um, our fam- one of our famous or infamous journalistic type guys just tweeted this out about forty minutes ago. Meltzer, he said, just to note that not everyone off tonight's WWE shows tested positive. There are people being kept off shows who haven't tested positive to minimize risk. So the pay per view headliners are at least are at less risk of having to miss the event on Saturday. Which is basically what I said. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. We're not stupid, Meltzer, you dumb fucking chick shit, chicken shit motherfucker. Our gesture's way ahead of you, dude. <laughs> like, when I saw that, when I saw, when, in, all, in all honesty, when I saw that, because, again, at the game, didn't see a lot of stuff, but when I saw that, I'm like, oh, that's the smart play, because you don't want to ruin your pay-per-view, and especially if, if um, Seth did test positive and Becky hasn't, knock on wood, which is plausible, you know. She does mask up a lot. They both do. Shit happens. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, and I'll say this, look at Nick Sirianni with the Philadelphia Eagles. He tested positive on Wednesday, and he was there for the game in four days because of he's vaccinated and has done everything right. So there's a possibility if they have the similar protocols, as, as long as – they test Seth again. They keep testing Seth. He keeps doing everything right. Mm-hmm. He could be ready for day one. No problem. He's got a week. Yeah. So. Definitely, definitely. All right. So let's predict the last match as it's as it's set right now. 
The WWE Championship Fatal, fatal Four Way Biggie defended against Seth, KO, and Bobby Lashley. Kayla, who's your WWE champion? As much as I've loved the, the Biggie having the WWE Championship, he's well deserved. He's well deserved it for a long time. And the fact that he won money in the bank and was able to cash it in and become WWE champion was absolutely amazing because we saw the big bald bitch lose the title. Thank you, Drew. I'll still use that. Um, so as much as I'd like to see Big E continue holding that title, unfortunately, we will crown a new, I believe we're going to crown a new WWE champion at day one, and we will be Mr. Kevin Owens, only because for somebody that was getting ready to walk out of that door, automatically signs a contract. I'm pretty sure that he has some kind of deal with Vince. So with that being said, I will be very surprised if he doesn't walk out as WWE champion. Um, if I had to put him in order um, of getting that title, I would have to say Kevin would be number one. Big E would be two if he retained. Three would be Seth, and then four would be Bobby Lashley because I don't want Bobby to have that title again. I'm sorry, buddy. No, you had it long enough. You, no, you couldn't win on your own because you had MVP and Sheldon Benjamin and Cedric Alexander running up your butt every time you needed help. <laughs> so, um, I mean, honestly, I kind of felt like half the time he had the hurt business running up his butt more than um, Roman does with the Uso sometimes. And it's just like, can you can you try to win a match at your own at some time? You know, yeah, really. at least Roman's done that. He's proved that he can do that without Amen. the Usos. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, if I had to choose, is I believe Kevin's coming out on top. So, um, in a way, I would be okay with anybody in this match except for Bobby Lashley. And Seth really doesn't need it again, but he would be my third choice if I had to choose. All right. Now, Jolie. Um, but with a new contract, new situation. Oh, go ahead. I'll, I'll let you finish. No, I'm just saying I'm good to go. Okay. Okay. Just, just, good just to go. Okay. Just make sure. <laughs> All right. Jolie, I, I know you, <laughs> not, now I know you were saying earlier, like you weren't figuring Seth into who's winning the WWE title. So who's winning the WWE title? Like Kayla said, um, I've enjoyed Biggie's reign, uh, but he is my number two to retain. Um, my number one being Kevin Owens winning. Um, I actually kind of had a feeling that regardless, they were going to have KO win. And um, that like, if he didn't sign a new contract, they're probably going to make him win. But with a new contract, I think he can win. And it could lead to so many, much, so many amazing feuds. We could have him and Seth again. I would love to see um, maybe even Edge or The Miz back with Kev versus Kevin Owens. Like, there is just so much potential with Kevin Owens because he's just that uh, uh, amazing in-ring. I mean, hell, you could even probably bring up Ciampa just for uh, fucking shits and giggles to face him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm all for uh, the retaining of... Big E, like I said, I have enjoyed his reign, but I I do think as long as it is not the bald bitch or the um 
I got dressed in the dark <laughs> uh, wrestlers, then I, I will be fine with the, the other two, Kevin or Big E retaining. I just have a feeling that Kevin is going to win just because it's been long enough. And I mean, like, I know we said mm-hmm. it with, with that with Finn, but like, honestly, I just think that it, it's about time that he does get the title. And I forget which show is Finn on. Raw. He is on Raw. He's on Raw. That could also set up to Kevin Owens versus Finn Balor, which is something that I've wanted for a long ass fucking time. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna agree with all three. All three. All three. Is there a phrase in my room? Wait, Fuck y'all, let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. Three for three. I'm going to agree with you two ladies and everything. Uh, because I definitely have a feeling KO is going to be winning. Like y'all said, Biggie has done wonders with the championship. He's been all over the place. It's like he's had the time of his life. I can tell. Uh, but I do have the feeling that KO is going to win. And I'll do y'all one even better. KO is going to pin Seth. And it'll protect me, yeah. So it's like I bet he's gonna pin Seth to win it. I could definitely see them having him either pin Seth or even since it is a fatal four way and they can do underhanded shit. You know, take the cane that MVP carries around and beat the shit out of Big Bobby Lashley, which would set up the people Bobby and Kevin if Kevin wins. Yep, I, I could do it too. Ah. <sighs> So yeah, we'll, def- we'll definitely have to see if anything how this plays out, and e- if any more matches get added. Because, like I said, there's only, there's only one woman's match so far, so we'll we shall see. All right, so for this being our last show, 2021. Um, as I said, we definitely want to continue like recognizing the best of the year. So let's give a shout out to our favorite female wrestler, male wrestler, tag team, breakout star. And what was that moment of the year that made you go, what the fuck? And this can be any promotion. And surprise. Biggest surprise. Okay. All right. We'll do a surprise too. <sighs> All right. Well, since you brought it up, you start. What was your biggest surprise of the year? Becky Lynch SummerSlam. Winning in 26 seconds. Yeah, that worked. <laughs> um. Becky had been teasing multiple times Royal Rumble, WrestleMania when she was teasing Bailey. Um and then finally when her music hit at SummerSlam. Uh I haven't heard a pop like that in a long ass time. And people might say, Well, you heard CM Punk. CM Punk was in Chicago, you stupid motherfuckers. Every time CM Punk is in Chicago, he's gonna get a fucking pop. How fucking stupid do you think we are? Becky was not like this is the first time she didn't even tease it and then her music hit and that place went fucking apeshit um I think the 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 loudest I'd had heard since then is probably when NXT invaded Smackdown (laughs) like that pop for that show was amazing for that but yeah no um Definitely Becky Lynch, 26 seconds, beating Bianca Belair, not bearing Bianca because now she's in a non-title feud, which is something that they need for a while. 
Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, no. That, okay. I got a personal surprise only because it got me in so much trouble with Kayla. <laughs> the first oh, live, I think I know what fir- you're talking about. The first live show back in fans that I attended in Houston, it was on SmackDown, and one fin- Prince came out and uh, oh, gave it to Sammy a little bit. But it's like, I was not expecting him that night because he'd been on uh, NXT for the longest time and everything. So it was his return to the main roster. And it got me in trouble with uh, Kayla because it's like before the sh- before that um, show, I got told by both these ladies, if a certain if certain superstars showed up, I would not be allowed back on the show. But of course, it's like, Kayla forgave me eventually. <laughs> All right, Kayla, what was your biggest surprise of the year? Um, truthfully, um, I actually kind of got two. Um, I am going to be with Jolie and say Becky's return at SummerSlam. Biggest pop ever. Felt amazing to have her back. And then I had a feeling that it was going to happen but I didn't know how it was going to happen. But the fact that, um, I mean, you had that vibe that I thought, but just a part of you was thinking maybe you're wrong. But um, biggest surprise for me was when I heard it's all about the boom, Adam Cole, baby, showing up at AEW. It was just, oh, yeah. I mean, I knew it was going to happen because I know he had said at some point that he wanted to be with Britt Baker. Um, but a part of me was kind of hoping that was like just a tease to go to the main roster of uh, WWE, but it wasn't. No. Um, now that him, Bobby, and Kyle O'Reilly are together again in AEW. That was like a Captain Obvious on the surprise from Adam Cole. Hello. <sighs> yeah. So, you know, it's like you get two of them now. You know, I got to write the preview for Dynamite coming up for New Year's Smash, and I really seriously hate. AEW right now for this because he got a match coming up on Wednesday that you're going to make me want to choose a winner? No, I can't choose between Orange Cassidy and the best friends and uh, Cole Fish and O'Reilly. Are you crazy? <laughs> I mean, come on now. <laughs> so, but no, Becky Lynch's return and Adam Cole, you know, officially showing up at AEW, you know, kind of just felt the boom because. I guess in a way because it kind of surprised me. Like, is he going to run with Omega and the Young Bucks, or he's going to, you know, kind of leave them high and dry? Yeah. Well, no. They, he, now it's kind of interesting. Are they going to join the Young Bucks, or are they going to leave them high and dry? So, mm-hmm. so it, it's like I said, you know, biggest surprise and a little shocker a little bit there. You know, trying to, you know, figure it out. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right, so Kayla, who was your breakout star of the year? Um, this one was actually really tricky. Um, I kind of bounced back and forth um, between NXT, Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, AEW, Impact. You know, just I jumped back and forth through different promotions, different brands. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, I landed back on AEW. Okay. I kind of wish this person was a champion. They damn well deserve to be a champion, and I don't know what they're waiting for, even if it's a tag team title. Um, but my breakout star of the year, just how much he's been on fire, goes to Jungle Boy. 
Okay. His um athleticism, his you know, his charisma that he's, you know, gained from Christian and, you know, becoming jungle man for hitting, you know, the young bucks with a chair. I just felt like, you know, he broke out and basically showed what he had. He showed that roster, you know, hey, I may be small, I may be young, I'm an underdog right now, but he proved to me that he wasn't an underdog. And Mm -hmm. regardless if it's a tag team title with Luchasaurus, or later down the line, get AD, AEW championship, World Championship. Great. Heck, Cody, you're TNT championship champion again for three times. Congrats. I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. But give it to Jungle Boy or, you know, give it to someone else. I think they would deserve it. Like Joey has said earlier, Sonny Kiss should have had that title already. You mm-hmm. know, you got plenty, you know, so it's kind of hard for me to pick out breakout stars. But um, I kind of, you know, jump back to him. And I believe it goes to Jungle Boy because, like I said, he's proven that small size don't matter, that he can do anything in that ring, and that he deserves to be champion material one of these days. All right. Jolie? Um, I was torn between two, and it's an NXT. Uh, the first one is Carmelo Hayes. Just because he's had such a phenomenal year, he's amazing in ring. And, you know, I enjoy watching him perform. And the second one um, is actually kind of a shock to me to say this, but Mandy Rose has really blossomed in NXT. She has become such a phenomenal wrestler. She's been amazing in rings. Uh, Her and Toxic Attraction have done amazing things. And, um, you know, I give props to her working her ass off and, also, going back to being brunette, because she looks so much better as a brunette. Straight up fucking said, do not go back to blonde, because no, honey, please, no. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, definitely those two are my standouts. I just couldn't choose between the two of them, because they both, Carmelo's just been fantastic. I loved his storylines with Johnny, everybody. I just loved it. Loved it, all of it. But, you know, she is definitely an up-and-comer, and most likely next year, my <laughs> breakout star is going to be Cora. Cora Jade, just yeah. because she's on the cusp of something great, but I just couldn't pick her right now. Okay. My selection is going to be you could actually put her in the field for female wrestler of the year, but I chose her as my breakout star of the year, and I'm going to explain why. My breakout star of the year is Bianca Belair. Up until this year, yeah, she's, we've seen her power, her strength, her charisma, but she's never had those moments that like put her into the, like the upper echelon of the women's division. And so she never really had, she's never really had a chance to like stand on the top on her own and everything like that. This has been her year. She broke out this year. She broke the glass ceiling through and grabbed the ring. Rumble, Mania, Survivor Series. One after another after another. It's like they've trusted her with so much this year and everything. It's like I've been waiting for this for her for a long time. Ever since NXT. I, I, I still think she should have gotten titles in NXT. But that didn't happen. So it's like she's finally broken through from like on the cusp of breaking through. Uh, on the cusp to bulldozing her way. And to one of the top women in the women's division. 
no matter what. So my breakout star of the year is Bianca. Excuse me. All right. Jolie. That moment of the year that made you go, what the fuck? That's simple. That's easy. Everybody fired from the WWE. Minus like one or two people. Okay. But when they fired Mia, Keith, Karrion, Scarlett, Frankie, uh, Swerve, and his entourage. Yeah, no. And all of all of the budget cuts, um, firings is were the what the fuck uh, moments of the year. All right, Kayla. I'm honestly gonna have to agree with Jolie on that one too, because um, like you said, there was a lot of hits like. Keith Lee, Mia Yim, Cross, Scarlet, um, Swerve in the hit row, and, you know, just people that just got brought up to the main roster. Um, You know, I had a feeling that when they said they were going to change Cross's package and change his theme music and all this stuff that, you know, something was going to happen. I just didn't know what. And then all that happened that he got released um but oh yeah speaking of cross thank you very much i'm glad you're finally following me on twitter took you a while (laughs) but um anyway no i'm gonna agree with jolie all the releases i mean yeah we get them every year but there was a lot of releases that you never expected Mm -hmm. and it just it just hit really hard and I know it really hits you, Kat, because you've been trying to push Mia for the longest time to get back on the roster. Yeah. You know, so, and it just, it just, I don't know, just kind of just hits you hard in the face. And it's just like, wow, okay. You know, but then again, you still got likes of Corbin, Madcap Moss, and, you know, sometimes you kind of wish Sami Zayn wasn't there, but Sami Zayn keeps you entertained. I will give him that. <laughs> yeah, more than Corbin and Matt do. It's just like, please. Right. So, yeah, the WWE releases, definitely the WTF moment of the year, for sure. All right. I'm going to piggyback off that and give you one to laugh at for my moment of the year. When you found, when we found out that a clerical error, a clerical error led to Malachi Black, formerly known as Aleister Black, Debuting on AEW a lot sooner than we than we thought he would. Mm, the thirty day clause. <laughs> yes, because it's like he got released, and it's like it's like just watching AEW, and then bam, there he was. I'm like, going, whoa, 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 whoa! How did this happen? How did this happen? And everything like that. And come to find out, it was a damn clerical error. <laughs> he did not change his thirty days. Now that you think about it, that's why they threw Cross to the main roster, and he got ninety days. Scarlet never went to the main roster, so she only had 30 days. So, yeah, they fixed that very quickly. So, but that will, yeah, I will have to agree with you on that one, too. That was, <laughs> that was just like unbelievable. It's like, how stupid can y'all be? Mm-hmm. Idiots. All right. <sighs> Kayla, tag team. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, pick one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this was another one that I bounced back and forth on. 
Um, but I even at one point, you're probably going to laugh at me because I've said this before. Okay. Um, at one point, I even thought about inspiration, the way they dominated on impact. Just, just do, we need to get you, do we need to get you tested? <laughs> no, no, I'm good. I'm good. Um, but no, Hello? I thought about Hello, that. insane asylum? Yeah, I have another <laughs> one for you. Yeah, she likes the, the uh, inspiration formerly known as the Iconics. Yeah, you got another one. Okay, so no, just punch um, her in the face repeatedly and she should get that knocked out of her? Okay, we'll make sure that happens. Deal. All right, go ahead. Sorry. But no, um, I even thought about that because I have loved watching them in the ring and on impact. I give them credit. But my tag team of the year most definitely is going to go down to NXT to MSK um, because they were on fire, came in, showed that they can run that tag team division, showed that they can win the Dusty Cup, showed they can win those titles, and showed that they can pretty much – well, actually, no, they beat every single tag team on the NXT tie, um, tag team division until the second time uh, – third time around they went up against Imperium and lost, which mm-hmm. – um, I'm not happy. I mean, I'm, I was sad about it, but they deserve a chance, you know, to take a break because look how much they dominated. So um, most definitely for me, you know, tag team title of the year, ta- uh, sorry, tag team of the year definitely goes to MSK. Most definitely well-deserved and their future is definitely bright, rather it's um, still in NXT or eventually maybe make their way to the main roster, but definitely Nash Carter and Wesley. You got it, boys. Keep it up. All right, Jolie? I have to go with the most unorthodox tag team ever dreamt of. Vince had to smoke the biggest blunt the day he wrote this. R.K. Bro. I knew where she was going with that one, the way she was describing. I'm like, I know where she's going with this one. I mean, they had been like, you know, it was like you had Riddle trying to make a friend. He was all alone, and then he makes a friend and tries to make a friend with Randy, and then Randy knocks him the fuck out. <laughs> he still comes back, like a kick puppy, and they've just run rough shot over the fucking division ever since. Um, I mean, I might have and a second place would be Nikki A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley. But because as the other unorthodox combination that you'd ever think of. Yeah. But yeah, no, I definitely have to go with R.K. Bro. <laughs> oh, oh, this is a hard one. Pick one. Just pick one. That's what you told me. Just pick one. Okay. I'm doing this okay, I'm picking this team because of the the feat that they that they did this year and everything, the accomplishment that they did this year. I'm picking Lucha Brothers from AEW because A, they won in that brutal ass cage match, and B, they mm-hmm. ended the young bucks way too long of a run. So I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Amen to those Lucha Bros. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> I don't even watch AEW and thank fuck for Lucha Pros because I can't fucking stone, stand the young fucks. Yeah, really? Young fucks and Noodlehead Omega just need to, to vanish off TV and 
Um, though I do wish um, Omega a very uh, healthy recovery and his time off with all of his injuries. Uh, we better not see you in fucking G1 doing some dumbass shit when you should be at home recuperating and healing since right. that's all we heard about was you're injured, you're injured, you're injured, you're injured. You could have gave Andrade the AAA title, but no, you had to be a little bitch. Um, but mm-hmm. speaking speaking of Andrade, it, uh, I would like to retract a previous statement that we made a couple episodes ago. Um, they played us. We got played. Um, Andrade and Charlotte are, in fact, still together. You know, I like the fact that they played the dirt sheets. I mean, we didn't, we only speculated. We didn't actually know. But, you know, we will, we do make it a priority. If it comes out that something was false, we will retract it. I'm not going to delete the episode. Go fuck yourselves because, uh uh-uh. I will only do that for serious offenses, not for a lie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, um, so they played us like fools and, the only thing, again, like I will say that I emphasized in that episode when it comes to Charlotte is I want her happy and healthy. Um, if that is with Andrade and if he, you know. As long, fine, as long as he treats her right. Yeah. We we do not need another uh, Bram incident. Read her book. Just ignore daddy's parts because just ignore daddy because daddy needs to learn to shut the fuck up. He seriously fucking does. I don't know about Becky Lynch. Motherfucker. She's been outselling everybody. Her and Sasha have been outselling everybody for the longest fucking time. Mm-hmm. Alright, well, while we're on the women. Alright, Jolie. Your female wrestler of the year. This is actually very tough for me because I could either go NXT or uh, SmackDown Raw because there's been so many um, wrestlers the female wrestlers have been absolutely fantastic but I am going to have to go with Sasha Banks and Bailey for being the two that literally for the first three months of the year rocked the Thunderdome carried the women's division on their back until Bianca was ready at the rumble. Mm -hmm. So without them carrying the weight, you know, that's what helped Bianca to shine. So my breakout is actually Sasha and Bailey. I, I can't, I can't pick between the two of them because if it wasn't without Bailey, we wouldn't have had, you know, the fantastic matches leading to Sasha getting the championship. And then we wouldn't have gotten Bianca winning the, the Rumble. And I just feel like those two women, even though I because I can't exclude Bailey because I feel like if she was not injured, she would still be in the conversation yeah but because she did get injured and she's out with a torn uh mcl acl and training hard to come back which hopefully she will you know it was because of those two that we got bianca that we got like the whole Rhea. so 
I know you're picking Bianca, so I had to pick Sasha Bailey. Well, Bianca's my breakout star, not my fe- top female. Well, I oh, I thought you said she could be. All right, my bad. Well, you can put her in the conversation for female. Top female wrestler of the year. Okay. Kayla. Um, this one was kind of hard. Um, I mean, I'm going to agree with, I'm not saying this is the one I picked, um, but I am going to agree with Jolie on Sasha and Bailey. Um, they did run the um, Thunderdome. They built it up. They showed that they could run that women's division. Um, regardless of fans or of no fans, they proved it. Um, but I'm actually, for my female wrestler of the year, I am going to jump back to AEW. Unfortunately, she was not able to dethrone Britt Baker at full gear. And unfortunately, she is out of the running from the TBS Women's Championship, which I'm mad about. Um, but I'm going to give female of the year to Chris Statlander. Okay. Only because when she came back from her ACL injury, she was on fire. The fact how she made the return, she was like her gimmicks, the little alien, the galaxy alien. Um, they had her inside the mini machine, like a claw machine, busting out towards um the bunny, which um was it Penelope Ford? It was one of them. I think it was the bunny. Yeah, because Cassidy had the um feud with. Between um, the butcher and the blade. Oh no no but no! It, it, it was it, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. It was Penelope Ford because it was like uh, it was Miro and uh, Ford's husband, uh, Chris Saban, or something like that. It's like Kip Saban. Okay, okay. Kip Saban, yeah, yeah. So it was Penelope Ford. Okay. Well, the fact the way she came back, she dominated. She went undefeated. Um, is you know even though she didn't win the titles or get a chance to win a title this year. I'm pretty sure, you know, that she is going to. Um, I have heard rumors that Rip Baker is supposed to hold the title till double or nothing, and then Chris is supposed to take it off of her, which I hope that's the case because she deserves it. She's proved that she deserves it. Um, but even though she didn't come out as champion, she proves that she can, you know, run that women's division. And she sure hell is a better wrestler than Britt Baker could ever imagine with your stupid D M D. Oh God, this is such a tough one because it's like the women have been killing it this year all over and everything. Um, I'm actually gonna go AEW as well, and I'm gonna pick Thunder uh, Rosa. She was my She's... actually. <laughs> She's been everywhere. And it's like she's absolutely been killing it. She's been put ever since she officially has been signed to AEW, she's definitely been killing it on there. Uh she's I hope she wins. Uh I hope somehow, some way, I hope she beats Jade and ends up getting the TBS championship. And not only with the work that she's been doing on her own, but she's also helping to elevate women's wrestling even more because of her work with Mission Pro Wrestling. And you see some of her wrestlers from there getting um, shots on AEW, like on Dark and Elevation and everything. And so she's she's actually been all over the place and if anyone could lay a hand like put a candle to her and everything 
Second would be Diana Prazo. But yeah, my female, my female wrestler of the year is Thunder Rosa for sure. Okay. Last but not least, Kayla. Let's go to the men. I'm going to give you the male wrestler of the year that you're probably thinking, are you smoking something? What's wrong with you? Oh, God. Jolly, get the test kit ready. But no, um, I'm picking this person only because when they returned back into the ring and received the title, it felt like same way you do with Becky, like it felt right. Wrestling was real again. Um, yeah, they're gimmick right now. You kind of want to strangle them from time to time. Want to flip them off from time to time. Um, but I'm really enjoying his reign. I am excited to see how much longer he's going to go. Um, but this will be the last time tonight that I will acknowledge him. But I believe that male wrestler of the year is going to go to Mr. Roman Reigns only because of how much, you know, he's proven to the ring. You know, just because, you know, intermission from leukemia and got his reign back, got a title back. And I felt like he's been on fire. Like I said, yeah, trust me, I want to flip him off instead of acknowledging him. Because <laughs> his, his gimmick is getting a little old. You know, yeah. but it's just above all, his promos have gotten great. He didn't use to talk. You know how he used to be. Um, I've always loved watching him wrestle. Um, and the fact that he finally got rid of the shield music, got rid of the you know, kind of changed it up a little bit, kind of made it interesting. So yeah, Roman, don't get used to it. I'm acknowledging you. You're um, who I believe should be male wrestler of the year. All right, Jolie. Again, this has been a tough one for me because there's so many guys that I like. And I've bounced back and forth between NXT and actually Raw because I will not acknowledge Roman. He did it. But I think the one man that has had the most amazing matches this year with multiple different stars uh, has to go to edge. He has proven what a 50 year old looks like that, you know, takes care of his body. He's had the triple threat at WrestleMania. He had the triple series with Seth Rollins coming out to the brood music. I, I just feel that edge. And now, even now at the end of the year, he's got another complete um, new feud that he is the, the timeless exception to the rule, especially, you know, coming back from his neck injury, winning the Rumble, all that. I just feel that, you know, him winning the Rumble, kick-started it, and then from there, this has been the year of the edge, the year on the edge. Mm-hmm. Um like especially with his last storyline with Seth and now his storyline with Miz, I just feel it's just going to be absolutely epic. Um, so Edge is my uh, male wrestler of the year. And uh, dear Chris Jericho, that's how you do it. <laughs> Fucking. Oh, 
keg for abs. <laughs> oh, and you made Edge older than what he really is, by the way. He's 50. No, he ain't. How old is he? He's 48. He ain't there yet. Okay. Oh, somebody said they, they said 50 online. I did not know. I apologize. He's 48. I apologize, but still. A 48-year-old man doing all that. Look at that body and then look at Chris Jericho. Please and thank you. <laughs> it's like, drop the mic. Yeah. Ige was born October 30th, 1973, so he is 48. Okay, he's a year older than my husband, so. <laughs> all right. My male wrestler of the year. I brought him up a little bit earlier and everything, uh, but Mr. Langston, Biggie Langston, this has been your year. Start off the year as Intercontinental Champion. He got to defend it in his hometown, even though he lost it. And then it's like one money in the bank, cashed in. Since he's been WWE Champion, he's done wonders with that and like elevate himself to another level. And plus, he's been able to um, get mul- multiple, uh, it's like gotten definitely more exposure and everything because it's like you see him, at, especially since uh, his Iowa Hawkeyes uh, done a lot this year with college football and everything. So it's like you saw him like all all up in that and everything. So it's just like I could not, it, it was about time that he got, that he's been able to get his time on top and everything. So my male wrestler of the year, Biggie, congratulations. Aye, aye, aye. What a year, ladies. Jesus. Honestly, I can't believe that it went so fast. Yeah, really. Agreed. Oh my gosh. This has been this has been absolutely crazy. And it's like we have like huge like within the next two months, it's like we have our hundredth episode coming up in a couple of weeks. And then in February, it's like our two year anniversary. Holy shit. And they said we couldn't make it past what a month. <laughs> hey haters, eat my dick. You can pick the size. And it's like we haven't even hit YouTube yet. It's like, damn. <laughs> uh, Jolie, final thoughts for the year? I'm really happy to see Zelina Vega thriving on WWE again, even though I miss watching her stream uh, playing with uh, some of the famous streamers like Saikudo and Toast. And DK, uh, I just, you know, I, I'm glad that she's back doing what she loves. I'm glad that she won the tag team titles in her hometown. Mm-hmm. I thought that was special. Um, and her winning Queen of the Ring over in uh, Saudi was just uh, amazing for her. I'm happy for her husband, uh, Tommy and a.k.a. Malachi Black. Everything he's done, you know, thriving in AEW. Proof that you can actually work in two different companies and thrive. I just uh, hope that everybody that sadly got let go finds new homes. I'm pretty sure they all will. And I just want to wish everybody a happy and healthy New Year's Eve. Please be responsible. There's been a lot of um, bad car accidents. So if you're going to drink and drive, 
drink an Uber and wear a mask for fuck's sake. Please wear a fucking mask. It's not going to hurt you. I wore two of them today. And the only thing that hurts on me is the scar on my nose because I've got a bump there. So if I can put on two masks, you can put on one, you pussy ass bitches. Oh, and one other thing. Uh oh. JD and DJ Storms. Stop harassing women. For the love of fuck. I know you guys don't know what a real woman feels like. You have to deal with the plastic sheeps that you buy from the sex toy shop and the fleshlights. But for the love of fuck, just just quit while you're ahead (laughs) because it's not going to end well for you if you come after certain people because eventually you are going to piss off the wrong person. And they will come after you verbally. And then you'll block them like little bitches. And then bitch about them when you block them. And all that fun stuff. So. How about you guys. Go touch grass. Stop being racist, homophobic, transphobic, and misogynistic twats. Happy New Year. Gotta love her gesture. Um, <laughs> um, I do want to say it's been a great year with you all. We've made it this far, um, almost two years, and we're going to keep pushing towards it. Um, also, anybody that is going out there with, you know, celebrating on New Year's Eve, please be careful. Um, get home safely. Be careful wherever you go. Like Joey said, mask up, whatever you need to do. Um, prepare, um, just have fun, but be safe. And um, listeners, wrestling fans, we'll see you next year. Happy New Year. All right. Well, just a reminder, you have till Friday to email us or DM us your designs for our contest we'll be picking we'll be picking a winner this weekend uh the winner will get a 25 dollar gift card to pwts and a free shirt with your with your design on it um i'm patiently waiting for football season to end so we can start getting some interview requests or sending out some uh invites and everything hopefully get some uh people on here for interviews and everything we gotta wait for a certain uh gesture to get free yes i know at least one more at least one more. Yeah. So that yeah, so, Eagles go to playoffs. Oh God, no! Well, actually, it'll be a wild card, so they'll be on the road. Yeah, this is true. That 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 would be the only. Thing. Yeah, it's like I hope they if, if they make the playoffs, great, but they'll be on the road, so they they're not playing at home. <laughs> but no, it's like uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully next early next year and everything um since football season's over we will be getting invites out for interview requests and everything if you do want to come on the show and everything dm us at dm us at qt bow down uh we'll get a time set up we normally record on sundays um other than that what jolly 
I'm going to say, Bougie, you still owe us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, I talk, yeah, he's on my list. Okay, I'm just going to say, he still owes us, and, you know. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. Yeah, Juicy, you too, man. You even, yeah, it's like, I told you face-to-face the other day. It's like, you, you still owe me. You still owe us, too. But other than that, um, everyone have a safe New Year's Eve. Uh, definitely, like Julie said, please mask the fuck up. It's like, we're not out of this yet. And it's like, you have cases popping up all over the place. We just, we just, we just um, went past our infection rate for a day, which was made back in January. Um, look, I'm going to say this. It's not about me. It's about being able to see my parent, live with my parents, see my aunt, see my uncle. It's about going to work because I work with people. I work around people. If the public is, it's scary. I'll be perfectly honest. Everything is fucking scary. But it's not about being selfish is about being selfless mm-hmm. so just wear a mask please and on that note and on that note that's all we have for this episode of queen's takeover for 2021 thank you for joining us and tune in next time in 2022 as the takeover continues have a good one happy new year